Welcome to the Words That Minister Grace podcast. In this podcast, we read excerpts from books that the host finds edifying. Expect to hear from authors such as Matthew Henry, John Calvin, and J.C. Ryle. We take our name from Ephesians 4.29, where Paul exhorts us that our speech should build up each other, or as the King James says, minister grace. I am your host, the fake King Hesse. In this episode, we continue our reading of Calvin's Institutes, Book 2, Chapter 8. We will be reading Section 19, where Calvin continues to discuss, I, the Lord by God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. 19. In the threatening, we must attend to what is meant when God declares that he will visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. It seems inconsistent with the equity of the divine procedure to punish the innocent for another's fault. And the Lord himself declares that the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Ezekiel 18.20 But still we meet more than once with a declaration as to the postponing of the punishment of the sins of fathers to future generations. Thus, Moses repeatedly addresses the Lord as visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Numbers 14.18 In like manner, Jeremiah, thou showest loving kindness unto thousands, and recompenses the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. Jeremiah 32.18 Some, feeling sadly perplexed how to solve this difficulty, think it is to be understood of temporal punishment only, which is said sons may properly bear for the sins of their fathers, because they are often afflicted for their own safety. This is indeed true, for Isaiah declared to Hezekiah that his children should be stripped of the kingdom and carried away into captivity for a sin which he committed, Isaiah 39.7. And the households of Pharaoh and Abimelech were made to suffer for an injury done to Abraham, Genesis 12.17.23-18 But the attempt to solve the question in this way is an evasion rather than a true interpretation. For the punishment denounced here and in similar passages is too great to be confined within the limits of the present life. We must therefore understand it to mean that a curse from the Lord righteously falls not only on the head of the guilty individual, but also on all his lineage. When it has fallen, what can be anticipated but that the Father, being deprived of the Spirit of God, will live most flagitiously, that the Son, being in like manner forsaken of the Lord, because of his Father's iniquity, will follow the same road to destruction, and be followed in his turn by succeeding generations, forming a seed of evildoers. Thanks for listening. In the show notes, you can find contact information and a link to the text from today. Remember to heed Paul when he says in Ephesians 4.29 to Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers.